Thanks for calling in being associates with us, Brandon. Brandon, it's Joey Jingola. Hey, how are you? Good, how you doing, sir? I'm well. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. No, I think two things that I guess what I consider a struggle would be, you know, first, I mean, so I work out of my house a couple of days a week and then we have a few offices. So I go down and work um, another office 30 minutes away in a small town. And so driving, just kind of juggling that. But more importantly, um, you know, you have your current customers. It's nice to try to, to some way stay in front of them throughout the year. You know, you're constantly trying to be drumming up new business daily and then there's stuff you have to service. And I have some help with servicing, but you know, some things you just have to do. So I kind of juggling those three things there, you know, just learning how to be efficient day in and day out, and knowing, hey, I've got to go out and sell, but I've got to take care of X, Y, and Z. That was Brandon's answer to the question that I had asked him, if there's one thing that you think I can help you with right now, what is that one thing? And that's what he laid on me, uh, possibly the most loaded of loaded questions that we've had in the history of the show, but I will do my best to try and unpack that. That, of course, was my good buddy Brandon Triton of MB and Associates talking about the different struggles that he has, the things that he's kind of really fighting with the most. And that is something that I think we all have our own things that we're fighting with. And I always, I always get a little nervous when I try and when, when anybody asks about like, how do you how do you service and take care of new business or existing business and how do you keep looking for new business i always get a little squeamish when trying to give that advice because it's you know we all have our things that we do and and you know what i do is not going to work for you and what you do is not going to work for the other the next guy obviously there are a few you know kind of tried and true like just overall like hey let's just be adults and be productive about things sort of things that we should be doing but there isn't any, in my opinion, one, there isn't one way to do it. But the one thing I do want to start with is you heard Brandon mention that he works from home and that he finds driving to be a struggle or, you know, he's, he's, he's jumping around between a couple different offices that, you know, there's a 30, 45 minute commute somewhere in between those different spots. He's working from home three days a week. He's on the road. I would assume simple math would tell me two days a week. And it's, and that is very tough and it might not sound like that much time but if if you're only working in you know if you're working in uh, one environment three days a week you're doing different work there than you are when you're you're at, at the office you're not set up to do the same work maybe at least in my case so now i don't know if most of you know i actually work from home and live about 80 or so miles from our our family's home office which i am only up there once every two to three weeks uh just to make sure everybody remembers that i still work there and I find when I go up there, I, I actually literally don't even have an office there. I just sit across my dad's desk and we stare at each other intimately most of the time. And it's, uh, it's awkward, but it's also uh, refreshing, you know, spend a little quality time with dad. And, um, and, that, uh, and that's honestly what we do. You know, it's all, it's, when I'm up there, it's what do we need to discuss? What, you know, what kind of things need to be done now that, you know, we don't handle over the phone or, or remotely or whatever. And granted, most of that stuff can all be handled remotely, but it's again, nice to know that, you know, we exist in the real world with each other. And, and so I, I, you know, the days, the weeks that I'm up there, you know, I've lost a whole day 
and sometimes it's in the middle of the week. And if it's a day like today where I'd be recording something or doing a video or writing something, that usually doesn't get done. It gets pushed off until the day where I'm sitting in my home office and I'm just way more productive. And I think that's one of the biggest obstacles that you need to overcome when looking at you know, working from home and working in different locations is that you're not going to do the same type of work in, in those different settings. And it's just understanding what that work is and where you need to be to do it, I think goes, goes a long way. Um, and, and, and again, making sure that you're just not driving to drive. Uh, if you have people to see, go see them. If you have things to do, go do them, but don't just go up there to go up there and just Make sure you're breathing the same air as everybody because that would be just a little bit silly. That and then probably on the marketing side of things, just figuring out a way to nurture people that are coming to the site. Brandon, you must not have listened to last week's episode where I talked about when's the best time to send emails and that was basically a lead nurturing episode. But I'm, I'm being an idiot. How could you have listened to that episode? Because I recorded this conversation with you way before I recorded last week's podcast. So that's a little unfair of me. I'm sorry. I take that back. Um, but no, seriously though, Brandon, that was the tail end of, he kind of tacked that on to the end of his, his question of, of those things that he's struggling with. And then obviously wanted to know how to nurture leads that are coming to his website. And if you listened to last week's episode, uh, when is the best time to send emails? Uh, I don't really know what number that is. Let me find that. It's number 26, episode 26. When's the best time to send emails? That's obviously going to be my opinion on, on a pretty effective lead nurturing strategy outside of the standard. Let's set up some workflows and things to get things done. Um, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. I just really wanted to make a, a sarcastic and, and, and uh, joke about Brandon not listening to the show. Really the only reason I included that clip. Just completely gratuitous on my part of trying to go for a joke that maybe didn't work. I don't know. Anyways, uh, but again, just a quick reminder, nurturing leads to your site, as Brandon asked, is, you know, hey, create some some email campaigns. Make sure you're tracking their behaviors. Make sure you're sending them relevant content at the absolute best time that they could be receiving it. Yeah, so you're just saying like going to the going there and, and then maybe you do a quick interview or just mention, you know, the business. No, Brandon, I, I think I just said you need to send emails, uh, relevant emails at the exact time that leads behavior-based actions dictate. That's, I think, what I said, and that's the third time now. I'm not going to tell you again. I'm not going to do it. In all seriousness, no, Brandon is not being purposely dense. I'm having fun editing the show. That is actually uh, something that Brandon had followed up with. We are talking about his his first statement, the three different things of, of you know, how does he stay in front of his existing clients? How does he drum up new business? Um, and, and we were talking about a, a very interesting strategy that I don't get to really do that much because I'm more personalized based. And I'd asked Brandon, you know, what he does mostly, and it was more commercial based. And... You know, something that I said, you know, the, the advantage that you have being a commercial agent is that you have a physical place that you can just randomly show up to during business hours. Now, maybe that is the maybe that's not the best thing to do. Again, this is coming from a non-commercial agent. So um, spoiler alert, full disclosure, do what you want with this information. But if I was a commercial agent, 
I would definitely be leveraging my ability to, if I wanted to stay in front of them, if I'm driving around town, if I'm going from appointment to appointment, I would probably try and leave some time in there to just sprinkle in stops along the way as I made my way across town or whatever. As I, If I was going to see these businesses, I would leave time to hit the existing clients. Now, that's obviously well and good in and of itself, but on top of that, whether you arrange that or not, but where this really gets interesting and where this can actually be a kill a two birds with one stone sort of approach is, and this is where Jason Cass is the master of this, is the, the man on the street, or Carlos Vargas, the man on the street approach, as my dad likes to call it, of pulling out your phone, Snapchat, Facebook Live, I guess Periscope, I'll toss it in there, why not? Flipping it on and saying, you know, even as, as you're getting out of your car, I'm here at Dave and Barry's, is that a thing? Ben and Jerry's, Dave and Buster's, those are the two real things. Dave and Barry's, my new store that I just made up. Dave and Barry's, and we're going to go see if uh, Steve, the manager, is here, the owner's here. I just wanted to say hi. He's one of my clients, and I was, in, in, uh, I was passing by, and it's always a good time when I stop in here. And, and by the way, they've got this, this, and this, and this, and you just actually, they, you know, you carry them with you. It's a little action shot, a little bit of suspense. What's going to happen? Is he going to be there? I don't know. I mean, granted, it's like D list reality TV at best, but still you're creating very specific content that people can't get anywhere else. People in your community that want to know, that want a little bit of an inside look. Again, I mentioned Jason Cass. I know that he did a post on Facebook or he did a Facebook live thing. There was like a pizza shop or something opening up in Centralia. I don't know if it was across the street from his office. It was in close proximity. I don't really know the geography. I've never been to Centralia. Um, but Wherever that place was, Jason went outside the shop. He had the owner with him, and he was he was just putting his 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 mug in the camera with the owner behind him. And last I had checked, that video had been played over a thousand times on Facebook. Now, granted, Facebook's idea of a view is very generous. And meaning by generous, I mean as long as the video plays for three seconds without any sound in a as you're scrolling through your feed, they're counting that as a view. So again that's uh, generous or not a thousand views still is pretty decent traction for five minutes of your time. So the idea here, I guess, if we were to sum all of this up is you want to give your existing clients something that they cannot buy and something that they cannot buy is your reputation, your goodwill, your word you vouching for them if I were to you know, really dig down into my Italian roots. If, they, if you have to stand up for a guy and, and if you can do that publicly with social media, amplify that, you're giving them something that they can't purchase. And at the same time, you're taking care of them, servicing them, keeping them nice, happy, and warm. And oh, by the way, you're also prospecting at the same time, bringing in a bunch of new potential people that, are, that you're in front of now, that you weren't before and you're creating leverage. You're being efficient, as Brandon mentioned. His worry was being efficient to get all this stuff done. So now you're, you might not have necessarily serviced in the traditional word, somebody's got a problem, you got to fix it sort of thing, but you're keeping the relationship. You're taking care of your existing clients because I know I always feel terrible that I've said this, I don't know if I've said this on this podcast, but I always feel bad that I pay more attention to new business than I do my existing business as the existing business are the people that put the food on my table for my family kind of thing. Right. And I think we're all guilty of that to some degree, no matter how much we want to say we pay attention to the business that we have. I know Jason's been beating this drum pretty big of keeping your business small is his fancy way of saying it. And, and I agree with that. 
to some extent. And that is a very powerful kind of message of, yes, making sure you keep, keep those people front and center. Uh, at the same time, like Brandon said, you do have to sell. And selling is a dirty business. It's, I mean, it's not dirty business, but I mean, it's harder than everyone thinks it and wants to give it credit for. We just need to get better at identifying what hats we're wearing at which time and knowing the expected or intended outcome that we're hoping to achieve while wearing those hats. Um, you know, like, let's see, for instance, I mean, today I've got, you know, I've got a supplemental app and an Accord app I need to fill out and send off to an underwriter. You know, I'll get people that want certificates. I've got a few people that um, I'm working on some quotes for, I'm returning some phone calls. Some of that I can always pass off to staff. Some of it I do take care of on my own. So depending on what it is, and then, you know, in replying to email, which try not to get focused on. I know it's it's tough because it, instead of reacting to what comes in, I need to just you know just take action and not react to all that stuff during the day. Yes, as much as I can't wait to give Brandon credit for almost essentially quoting something that we've already talked about in a previous episode of you kind of taking control of your schedule by letting go of it. I can't remember what episode it was. I've said it too many times. God, I'm terrible. But the idea of, yes, he understands that he needs to be proactive as opposed to reactive more. Uh, but I do have to stop and say, I even surprised myself um, with that last statement leading in. I, this thing is going to come full circle like you'd never believed. And I didn't even tend to do it because I had no idea what I was going to say until I actually said it, obviously. And I had the clips picked out. But um, boy, I tell you, the, uh, that whole hat thing is actually very fitting for where Brandon has led us into to close out this show as... The, the fact of he's talking about, um, you know, from a service, I think I asked Brandon, you know, what's an example of, of some service type things that you're doing or whatever. And, and if you notice in the clip, Brandon said a bunch of things that weren't necessarily service related. He was talking about quotes. He was talking about I mean, email, I guess, is service to an extent. Um, you know, but he was talking about things that that aren't necessarily in that process. And I think Back to the hats thing, if uh, if Jason doesn't make up a little quote thing of it, I actually might have to because I like I like that. I, I, I again, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop patting myself on the bat here in a second. I think, but the whole reason that this is important for you and for Brandon is because, as I'm just kind of thinking this through myself, is you need to know. And, and he's talking about you know I have some support. I have some staff that can do these things for me if I need them. But it's almost as if he's not even sure what those are and, and when they need to happen just by the fact that he mentioned that those things lumped in when talking about a, you know, the, the, again, the question was, what's an example of, of, of a type of service thing that you run into with commercial and, and how to be more effective? I think the thing is to identify, say, listen, this is mine, this is yours. If it's going to be passed off to service, pass it off to service. Uh, you know, again, quoting for me, quoting is part of, of, of the whole, you know, hunt, right? Like that's my, it's, it's built in. I'm quoting and, and selling the whole thing right at the same time. It's not like we're going to talk about this and I'm going to get you some numbers doing individual health insurance. is a little different. Uh, you know, those numbers come out as we're talking and it is, it's interwoven into the whole conversation and to where, you know, basically it's closed within 20 to 30 minutes. If all goes well, you need to identify what that is for you. You know, where is your quote, where do the numbers fit into that process? Um, you know, because the idea of you're working on some quotes, and this is something that has always bugged me about. This is something I've always heard my uncle say. I'm like, how are you working on some quotes? Like, like 
this isn't, I guess this is my expectation and where I hope the industry gets really soon. As opposed to working on quotes, it's we gave some quotes, right? Like, or, or, and again, I hate the word quotes, right? Like I, if you, I don't use the word quotes anywhere on our website. I hate the word quotes, but that's the whole thing aside. The idea that, that we've had a conversation to be working on quotes, we've had a conversation. And I know that this is impossible in some capacity, but the idea that, you know, somebody doesn't walk out of a conversation with a pretty decent idea of what they're looking at is a big problem. And, and to, to work on that, I think, I think the quote is, is the number one, right? Like that is what we're doing to get that information in the person's hand to make that decision. Now, this isn't to say that we're selling on price or anything, but if you've had that conversation and, and, and it's a live one, then you go straight from that conversation, you get that quote done. And if, and if it's got to go out to somebody and it's got to wait to come back, then fine. But I don't think there's any gap in between that you hanging up that phone or you walking out of that business and, and, you know, then that process, you know, kind of immediately finishing up possibly. Again, I could, again, not a commercial guy. So maybe I'm missing something. Maybe, maybe you go to multiple appointments and then you come back and you put in all your quotes. It just feels a little outdated to me, but you know, straight from the, we're talking to you, we're, 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 we're making nice, nice right to quoting and the quotes done. And then it's right back. And then everything else in between can happen, but you have to know what is part of that process. And, and again, identifying that this is service, this is not, this is for you. This is for me is ultimately what's going to make that whole exchange better. Now, is it tough? Absolutely. I still hate it. I struggle with it every day and nobody is perfect with it, but you have to do your best to try and understand what you're doing and who you're doing it for and, 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 and why you need somebody else to help you. And, and, and more importantly is asking yourself, what are you the most uniquely qualified to do, right? If you have the option to, to get it off your plate, go ahead and do it, but don't do it unnecessarily. Um, again, as far as the quoting process goes, I think, you know, definitely that is, in my opinion, just kind of meshed in with the whole sales process and that, you know, you're not going to really want somebody else handling the client at that point. Now you can give them all the information and pass it along to the underwriter, I guess, at that point, and then send it back to you. But I mean, really that's your baby. And then from there on out, then who does what is up to you. But the entire goal here is, is we, we've talked about a lot of different things on this show, a little bit of uh, a scattered mind trip, I guess, but hopefully you were able to follow along and stayed with us and made it to the end. But at the end of the day, I want you to have confidence in what you're doing, when and where and for who and why. Probably could have put that in better order. But if you don't, then you'll find yourself kind of chasing your tail and, and building up a lot of anxiety, burning a lot of wasted energy, and not ultimately being, again, that big E word, efficient as you possibly can. If you can give somebody something that they can't pay for, I think that's going to solve a lot of your problems. I know you're thinking it. Don't say it. No, I don't think I've given you something that you can't pay for yet. I'm working on it. If you know what that is, let me know. I'd be glad to help try and give you something that you can't pay for. Joey at girlprogram.com if you want to tell me something that um, I can give you that you can't pay for. I'll do my best. But what I do want to tell you something that you can pay for, that was a terrible transition, is Grow Laboratory. 
Uh, we talked about I told you a couple shows ago that I think it might be full. Well, we actually did hit our 50 limit, our number for 50 people, but we went back and counted again, and uh, we had some spots reserved for some sponsors and their team that they're not taking up now. So I think we had two sponsors for the event that were bringing like extra people that aren't coming now, so we've got four spots open still that we've kind of been, been able to make available. And I want you to go to growprogram.com slash blog and click on that uh, big Grow Laboratory box up in the upper right-hand corner to get more details on Grow Lab to join us in Chicago because we're going to be figuring out a way to do all of this stuff and so much more in a way that really we've never done it before because we're going to be taking the absolute best of these, these, these tips, tricks, and advice from agents who have already done it and had success in their agency. And we want you there because you actually might have something that you're doing better than everybody else that we need to borrow. And we need to borrow for everybody to then piece it together and everybody can walk away with an action plan on how to focus on those things that they can do better within within their already given strengths. So go to growprogram.com slash blog, click on the big Grow Laboratory box, and hope to see you there.